Hello and welcome to the Pod of the Damned, where the horror commentary is so hot it comes straight from hell. I'm your host Ian, and joining me as always is my co-host Nico. How's it going, buddy? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing well. We're one week closer to Halloween. We are. Exciting stuff. We're well into spooky season. We've started releasing our October episodes. Already this month we've released an episode on Dog Soldiers. I had a lot of fun recording that episode, Nico. I know you did too. Yeah, it's good fun. It's always good fun. Uh, just at the weekend, just past there, I released a mini-sode on Disney Plus's newest uh, entry into the horror genre with uh, Hocus Pocus 2. Nico, have you watched it yet? I have. I haven't listened to your episode yet, but I have watched it. What did you think of it? I don't know. It was like, it was seriously lacking something. I couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah, I think my review of it kind of goes along the similar lines. I think the problem for me is with Hocus Pocus 2 was they did recycle a lot of jokes from the original. Yeah, but you got to do that with a sequel like that because it's been so long. Yeah, that's fine. It's all very well and good to do that a little bit and obviously to like reference the original and things like that, you're expecting that. But I think they yeah. just went a little bit too far with it. I did there... find it weird how they were watching a video of the actual original one. I watched that. I definitely bring that up in the episode. <laughs> that pissed me off so much because there was flashbacks to the original. But the yeah. movie of the original is also canon because there was like there was people watching Hocus Pocus. It was just like canonically made no sense. But it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It was okay. It was fine. Anyways, uh, we are a horror podcast that deep dives into a different topic every week in our quest to create a leaderboard of the best and worst horror movies of all time. This is episode number 52, and in today's show we're talking about the 2008 home invasion movie The Strangers. But before we get into it, don't forget you can follow us on our social media platforms, show us some love there. We're on Twitter, at Damn Podcast, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Pod of the Damned, and you can also support us on Patreon, where you can get early access to those mini-sodes that I'm talking about, like the one on Hocus Pocus 2. Uh, you go to patreon.com forward slash pod of the damned. Uh, across our social media, over the course of October, nominations are now officially open for our annual Pod of the Damned Horror Awards. This is where we look back at the previous year, and I know it's only October, we we do sort of overlap a couple of months, so the nominations go from November 2021 to October 2022. Um, but we do categories like Best Movie Slash Series, Best Lead Performer, Best Supporting Performer, Best Cinematography, Best Director, Most Unexpected Success, and, and uh, our, of course our Hall of Fame. So the nominations for that are open, they're going across our social media, we're making regular posts about them over the course of October. During November is when we will have the voting period for that, so we'll create brackets for each category, like just like we did last year, uh, where we can decide who is our winners. And then in December, myself and Nico will record an episode of our second annual Horror Awards, and that will be the final episode of 2022, where all will be revealed. There's already been a lot of voting, Nico. I'm sure, based on those categories, you've probably already got a couple of things in mind for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of very clear favourites for a couple of the categories already starting to come through, but there's a few others in there as well, so it's not... It's not that. It's definitely not um, going to be a clear-cut thing. I think a couple of the categories, probably, I can already tell 
what's going to win, just based on well, how the sort of nomination nominating patterns have gone. But we shall well, see. One of the most scary movies I just watched recently is Bill and Ted, the new one. That should have definitely been on there because that is <laughs> fucking horrid. <laughs> Uh, we always get a few uh, a few nominations for things like that. I think I put um, for the Horror Hall of Fame. Someone put Donald Trump and Ted Cruz and all those sorts of people. In oh, oh, Ted Cruz is definitely worse than Trump. Come on. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, I, I've been watching Dahmer on Netflix. Have you been watching it? I, I watched the first three episodes together, and I've not had time to watch the rest. There's been a lot. I know there's been a lot of controversy about it, and there's a lot of people, obviously, who are you know families of the victims and things like that, are really upset about it. Um, taking it, uh, you know, if you sort of kind of put that to one side for a minute, taking it just on its merits as a series on its own, you know, I think it's, yeah. I think it's pretty fucking good. I think Evan Peters does a really good job. It's it's kind of the perfect role for him, isn't it? Yeah, but that's that's the thing. You're always when this is shit's going to come out, you're always going to offend the victims' families and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a I bit think, fucking mental. And again, I think it was more to do with the fact that I don't really think they were really consulted either, were they, about, you know, the produ- the production of the series. And yeah, it's just it's just a whole mess. Anyways, we're rambling on now. Nico, shall we get into the movie? Yeah, go for it. Okay, today we are talking about The Strangers. I just want to tell you something. What do you want to tell me? You are my girl. I love you, Jimmy. What is that? It's okay, there's nothing here. I haven't heard a dog bark or a car pass. released in 2008 was directed by Brian Bertino and stars Liv Tyler, Scott Speedman and Gemma Ward. The IMDb plot is as follows. A young couple staying in an isolated vacation home are terrorised by three unknown assailants. Uh, Nico, was this, a, was this a first time watch for you or have you seen this before? No, I actually saw this in a cinema. I've never watched it since then, but I watched it in a cinema. I'm... I did watch it again 
what was it on Tuesday or Wednesday? I didn't see this in the cinema. I was it was a home viewing for me. How 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 did it feel in the cinema? Do you remember it much? Yeah, so in the cinema, it 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 doesn't feel the same unless you're watching it at home. That's the easy way of putting it. You think it feels? You think it's better at home? Yes, it's creepier. Like the second time I was watching this, it was definitely creepier. But see, the first time, I was watching it just not giving a shit. Well, I think that's the thing, especially when it comes to home invasion movies as well. Is the perfect setting for that is probably in your home. Yeah. Because you know that's when you can sort of, because everyone knows like everyone has something creepy about their home doesn't they whether that's like they've got like a creaky floorboard or you know a door that slams shut because of the wind you know you know what i mean like everyone has something like occasionally might just like minorly creep you out yeah zita thinks we've got a ghost cut since we moved here a ghost cut yeah because right well right one of the times one of the cuts was up high looking down and i the other one i'm a lot we've only got two cuts and I'm not joking, I swear to God, I saw a cart going out the door in the fucking living room. And I'm like, but I can see Artie, so if it's get on here. <laughs> oh dear, that would be creepy. And that was my one, and then Zeta's seen stuff since then as well. So she thinks we got a ghost cat. Same yeah. way, they also, they also sometimes just look at the door and start meowing at the door like they're talking to one of their own sort of thing. Oh, um, my old cat used to like sit and just stare, like sit in like the hallway, and then stare into like the the bedroom which was in complete darkness and just be like you know how cats do that thing where when they're like stalking something they put their heads down low yeah she used to do that into Love. the dark into the void into the darkness yeah. and it's like r2 you, do that as well you and they look a, at each other like we're getting this fucker yeah you, and you're just like you are a creepy fucking bitch <laughs> like like i'm pretty sure the two of them are used to it now but genuinely they'd both be in a living room they do that like look down yeah. And they'd be fucking, like, the shoulders up as well, the yeah. tail dead, straight, wiggling. And you're like, they don't want to go for something. And then I thought we'd mice or something like that. And then next thing they'd be shooting off and they'd just be under the bed, just looking at under the bed. And you're like, what the fuck? And it turns out it's probably just a fucking sock or something. Well, I'm talking about they're running from a different room, you know what I mean? No, I know, I know. Anyways, um, before we get any deeper into this movie, Nico, we need to talk about the leaderboard. This is the 49th movie we've covered on the leaderboard. Uh, where do you think The Strangers is going to place? Mm. See, I've got mixed with this one because I'm still not sure what I'm going to score it yet because mm. it was shit in the cinema, but when I watched it recently, I quite liked it. So um, I'm like chopping, changing with it. So I don't know. So, on one hand you're high, one hand you're low. It's maybe maybe somewhere in the middle, mid-table, you'd think? I think just above mid. Just above mid. So, what were we saying? It's maybe like 23rd, 24th, something like that? Yeah, actually, that's... I'll say 22. 22. Okay, so 22 would... To be in 22nd place, it would need a score of 7 out of 10. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. There we go. So, you're going for 22. You've been pretty good lately. Um, uh, this one is pure, pure guesswork because I'm genuinely struggling. I still don't know what I'm scoring this yet. Fair enough. Um, okay, let's get into it then. So, we're talking about home invasion movies. And it's something that we've not really talked about a lot before in the podcast is sort of our favourite and least favourite sub-genres of horror. Yeah. Where, how do you feel about home invasion? See, home invasion, like, 
I was never really that big a fan of them because there's not really a lot of them that scared me. Like, I don't know why. I think it's just because if somebody comes through my window, they're getting hit with the nearest thing to me. Might might even be a cart thrown at them. You know what I mean? Just sort of like... But it's never scared me, and I don't know why. I think... For a lot of people, like... I think there's been a, quite a few really good home invasion movies over the past sort of period. And, it, and that goes back to what we've been saying as well previously. You know, about this sort of generation of horror thing that we were talking about in a previous episode. But yeah. for me, I always say that, again, it it's not one of those things that I don't want to sound like, oh, nothing fucking scares me. Like, there's not really much left in horror that really scares me, right? Or yeah. makes me feel uneasy. I would say Home Invasion is probably the one subgenre that still kind of makes me feel a little uneasy. And I think, and I think oh, The Strangers yeah. is probably one of the best instances of that. And I think yeah, for but... this one, it's because, like, I don't know if it's like an audio thing with this movie, but this is a quiet fucking movie. Yes. You know, like, even like the dialogue between the characters is really fucking quiet. Partly, obviously, from a couple of the scenes where there's attacks happening and that fucking record player is constantly skipping back and forth. Um, yeah. But it's a really quiet movie. And then a lot of the really unsettling scenes happen, which is quiet. For me, I think the most unsettling scene in this entire movie is when Liv Tyler's smoking a fag and yeah. Sackhead sat just like appears in the corner behind her and she's completely yeah. oblivious to the fact that he's there. Yeah. And he just stands and watches her for like a couple of minutes and then goes away when he hears someone coming. And that's, that's possibly like the most unsettling scene in the whole fucking movie for me because... You know what it is? It doesn't it's, do anything. It doesn't do anything. It's all in complete silence. But you know what it kind of reminds me of, right? Do you remember as kids, right? You'd be, like, at night, say, like, you got up in the middle of the night to go for a pee or get a glass of water or something, right? Yeah. And you'd switch off, like, the kitchen light. And you'd always get that feeling that there was someone behind you. See, I never got that. I was because you're a fucking freak, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> People at home will know... People who are listening to this will know what I'm talking about. It's that feeling like you need to sprint to your bed because the demons are fucking coming to get you because you've switched the landing light off. Yeah. Like, it's like, ju- like all my mates, I remember being kids and all my mates would be like, oh, I've got to run up the stairs when the lights are off because fucking there's only one light switch sort of thing, you know, and all that sort of shit. And I'm like, yeah, I'd be there like off walking up and they'd be like, you'll get got by whatever's down there. Then I'll get fucking got then. That's the easy way of putting that one, mate. All right? <laughs> Maybe some of us just don't want to get got. Well, if, if I get got, good on him for fucking trying. That's the way I see it. But I mean, I feel like Home Invasion as a j- sub-genre is kind of not really looked upon as having the, the best movies in it by the general horror fandom. It is looked yeah. at, I think, at being one of the poorer subgenres, and I tend to disagree with that. Because, like, the home invasion ones, like, perfect example is, it's always a good idea with the home invasion ones, and the one that I had the most hope for was, uh, what's it called again, the Keanu Reeves one, but it's knock. two girls turn up. Yeah, see, I, I thought, that is a genius idea for a film, but the execution it didn't feel right, you know yeah. what I mean? So there was that one, and then our stuff like... Uh, like don't breathe and shit. That's don't good. breathe. I think don't breathe is a great film. I, I'd I'd say that's probably one of the better ones. Definitely. Like that. It's significantly but... better than if you watch Don't Breathe Two. 
I haven't seen that yet. Oh, it's horrendous. Is it? It's not good. Um, there's, there's, there's. I think there's quite a few really good home invasion. I think Hush is another one that's that's pretty good. Um, Hush, that came, which one's that again? That's the one with the deaf, uh, the, the woman who's deaf, and she's in like a remote cabin. Uh, it's ringing a bell, but I can't remember. It's on Netflix. I'm pretty sure you can still catch it on Netflix. Oh wait, is that the one with the, the weird mask, the white mask? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's been a while since I've seen that. Bye. Um, there's there's a few others as well that um. I mean, you. I guess you could count things like you know the purge. Really? I mean, yeah, that's all about home invasion. You've got your next as well, which I think is a really good. Actually, but that's... yeah, the first one. Yeah, the first one's about home invasion. Your next, I, just... I think, is possibly. I don't want to say tongue in cheek because I don't think it's a comedy, but it's definitely. I think there's a little bit of that in there. You've got things like the Collector as well, um, mm. which is a home invasion movie. Uh, there's a whole host of them, and I just think I think personally, as a subgenre, it's it's very underrated. For me, see, I just first... remember the first one was Straw Dogs. I just remember that, and that's a good movie. Well, what about things? That... What about things that might not be conventionally looked at as horror films? Things like Panic Room. Panic Room. Which one's that? Again? With Jodie Foster and um, oh and yeah, yeah, Kristen Stewart. Like that's not that's not seen as a horror film, but. It's it certainly fits home invasion. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and when they I bring the goth out and everything, yeah. I would say at times that that's a relatively chilling film. Yeah, like so it has this moment. So I just think I just think as a subgenre, or you could even flip the script, you know, because obviously often it's all about the the villain, you know, yeah. uh, invading the home of our, our heroes. What about things like the people under the stairs? Yeah, see, that's one of our favourite films. That is we one of our favourite films. With great fondness, and that is blatantly a home invasion, but it's seen from, as in, the the home invaders getting fucked up, which is quite a good why, a twist on it, you know? Yeah, I definitely. Think, I think they've got to have a twist. Does that make sense? I think home invasion is for them be good. It can't just be, oh, we're invading your house and killing you. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah, I would say, I could go with that, you know? Um, yeah. I could definitely go with that. Is that something, then, that you think... The Strangers falls down with, then? Uh, well, I don't think it falls... I think the problem is, were you saying it was so quiet and everything, right? And I picked up on that here as well, but it's more like that doesn't work in cinema. You, you know what I mean? If you've got just pure silence and them coming out and Ginawa and Dina, that stuff, if you're in a cinema with multiple folk and it's near your actual house, you're near going to get scared with shit like that. You're just going to be like, well, there's a creepy cut. <laughs> and then and then you're watching it at him and the silence marks you do that that hole where your body moves forward you know the yeah. oh even thought a new ship was coming I reckon this would have been I would have loved this a lot more if I hadn't seen it in the cinema mm-hmm. do you know what I mean maybe that's why I, I do sort of think of it quite fondly because I never saw this in the cinema I've only seen this at home so maybe yeah. that's where the difference is you've had that cinema experience of it because uh, like I, I actually think it was a decent movie now. Yeah. Whilst, see, when you said we were watching this, I'm like, fuck, have I got to watch that shit again? Was, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, but now I'm like, yeah, I'd actually say to folk, it's actually a decent movie. Yeah. But that's the thing as well, like, because you're, you're, that you were thinking that I pick, I picked the strangers because I was like, right, here's a what, here's a pretty good film that we can kind of get our teeth into, but it's not. It's one of those films that I feel like has kind of just been forgotten. Yeah. Like, it's not something I think that most horror fans will, will say to people, oh, 
you need to go and check out this film. I think a lot, uh, quite a lot of non-genre, you know, it's not a horror film that a lot of non-genre fans will know. Yeah. Um. Where it's whereas, so I think it has it has kind of lost a little bit over the. I mean, what is it? Fourteen years old now, so it's not really got the staying power of you know some of your bigger horror movies, but. Yeah, I, I, like, maybe that's what it is. Like, I, I really do. When I was picking this film, I picked this film because I was like, oh, here's a good little film that, you know, we can sort of sink our teeth into for a little while. I was kind of excited to talk about this film. Yeah. So, it's just funny. Whilst I was the opposite, I was like, I, I really can't be fucked with this. That's fine. That's how I feel about most of your picks, Nico, to be honest. <laughs> no, but I just mean, because I saw it, you know, and it genuinely, like, cinema as well, it's a longer experience. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It feels like it's longer than in your house. And Well, it is, because, you know, you've got the whole sort of, before you even get into the screen, and you've got your trailers and your adverts yeah. and, and whatever else. So it is, it is a bigger experience. Aye, and I, I remember this, thinking, well, I wish I'd just stayed for the trailers because that was quite boring. Uh-huh. And then when I rewatched it, I was like, I actually was leading it. I was by myself as well. I didn't have anyone watching it with me. And that intensified the, like, intensified the, like, the silence of the, 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 as if you're with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think one of the things about this film I think is quite good is the there's no motivation for our killers. And yeah. this kind of goes back to what I've been talking about as well, like, for me, this goes kind of to the whole um, Halloween debate, brother-sister storyline. Like, do yeah. you prefer the brother-sister storyline or do you prefer the fact that it's just Michael going around randomly killing people? Personally, I'd prefer the fact that it's just Michael going around randomly killing people. I think that's more scary than a brother-sister uh. storyline. And I think that's one of the good things that they do here in The Strangers is that there is absolutely no motivation for our kill- our, our killers to be killing yeah. these people other than the, because you were in. Yeah. Or would you have preferred there to be some ulterior motive? See, I quite like that in this one. I disagree with you. I do like the brother-sister part of Halloween. I've always said that. You know that. Yeah. But this, it sort of helped that they were just... Like at the start when it says this is based on true events. Yeah. That, that helped for it as well. Whilst in the cinema, you're like, yeah, right, fuck off. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, what is it based on again? Is it not the Monsons or something it's based on? It's something like that. It's very loosely based. Aye, but it's like loosely based on like several serial killer stories merged into one yeah. in a big melting pot. I know that. And uh, I think the fact that they had that at the start in the cinema it helped it look shit, but the fact that you get that at the start, you're like, oh, you prick your ears up when you're at home. There's a lot, like, this movie, if it was a straight-to-video movie, would have been better in my opinion. You know what I mean? I mean, we'll obviously get into the finances and things. So this this movie did pretty fucking good at the, at the box office. Yeah, because I remember the trailers for this. It looked fucking epic. Have you seen the sequel? No. Because, so, as I said, I didn't rate this, so I wasn't bothered about the sequel. <laughs> I think the sequel was a... Uh, was, it, it, was it straight to... I think it went to theatres, but it was a significantly smaller run, I, I, 
if I remember correctly. Um, and yeah. It really kind of sort of only got us, um, got its traction when it went on to streaming services. Um, yeah. A lot of people, there are a lot of people out there who do think uh, Pray at Night, which is the sequel, is better than the original. I'm not one of them. I personally think that the the original is far better than the sequel. Don't get me wrong, I think the sequel is good. The sequel has a very weird soundtrack. Like it has it kinda has a bit of a killer soundtrack. You know, they've got um they've got some Kim Wilde in there. Uh there's Bonnie Tyler in there. Like it's 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 just a whole it's bizarre. I like him more than Bonnie Tyler. No, that's what I'm saying. It's got. A, I think it's it's good, but it's weird. Like for yeah. me, it doesn't really quite fit in. Like um, put it this way: Were you making me watch this now? I will actually try the sequel. I'm not going to lie because I did actually listen, like I'm it. Not saying, I'm not saying that the sequel's not worth watching. I personally just prefer this one. There are a lot uh, of people, and including some of the people who were leaving reviews for us for this film, who stated that they preferred the sequel. So it's it's it is definitely one of those I think that's up for debate. So who's your favorite killer in it? Out of uh, out of the three we've got in this, yeah, it. I would. Mm, it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, I would, I would probably go for. Sackhead. See, I think the the doll face one is the creepy one for some reason. There's someone about her that just gets me. Uh, but but just... she's the one who has dialogue. Yeah, and I, I'd say dialogue. You know, she's the one. Who, she's the one who comes to the door, isn't she? Yeah. Um. Which in and itself that... is a creepy thing. You're in the middle yeah. of fucking nowhere, and this person's coming to the door. Like, I would not be. I wouldn't be answering that door. Why? Because. Might be somebody that needs help. Aye, well, and they ended up fucking dead. Well, I, I, I'm not like that. I would actually go to the door. Well, you know what, Nico? I'll I'd, put some, I'd, I'll I'd put, be on their list. I'll put some flowers down on your grave because I'll live and you'll die. Well, I, I would definitely answer and I was in, so <laughs> we'd have fun. Let's put it that way. Well, let's, right, well, let's talk about our... our... <laughs> I don't really want to call them heroes because I just don't feel like that. Like, this is probably the one, one of the big things that bugs me about this film. I don't like our protagonists. Yeah, but I don't think you're meant to. But again, like, this is what we keep talking about. How many times have we talked about this in previous yeah, episodes? But... Why do horror films give us protagonists that we can't root for? Number one. But... Fucking yeah. James, Scott Speedman, you know he's a massive fucking dickhead straight away because he proposes at someone else's wedding. Yeah, that's a fucking cock move. See, if I was getting married, right, and one of my friends proposed to their partner at my wedding, you're no longer my friend. <laughs> yeah, why would you try and steal the spotlight like that? You know like... What I mean? I'm pretty confident that this is going to be a universal fucking thing, but this is what I'm going to put out on a poll this week. <laughs> because there, there are obviously a segment of people who think it's perfectly acceptable to propose to your partner at someone else's wedding. But And whoever those people are, go find a tree and hang yourself. <laughs> I mean, I was going to just say go fuck yourself, but... 
Nico's decided like, that you don't deserve like, to live. It, you're one of those people that is me, 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 me. That is what you are if you're one of those people. It is, it is the ultimate in dick moves and is a surefire way to just ensure that any friendship you would have with me is completely gone. There's only one person more dickish than the person proposing at somebody else's wedding. Proposing at a funeral? No, the person that accepts it at somebody else's wedding. Oh. I mean, I feel like it would be pretty low to propose at a funeral. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Saying that might lighten the mood sometimes. I, was just, I, I uh, just thought I'd lighten the tone. <laughs> well, well, we're going to each other in a few files, so I thought I'd do it here. No, uh, but, no, like, if you're accepted instead of being the one that goes, we'll talk about this later, then you're a bigger dick than the me, me, me cunt. Well, then Liv Tyler is is quite likeable then, because she doesn't accept his proposal. See? So, Kind of. But, yeah. But I think as well, like, what also pisses me off about it is, right, like, obviously Scott Speedman's character doesn't think he's done anything wrong, comes home and is fucking livid. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're a fucking dickhead. Like, yeah. you have no right to be livid at Liv Tyler for not accepting your proposal at your friend's wedding. Exactly. Like, she did the right thing. You're a giant cunt. I want you to die. I want you to, your head to be put through the window. And that's why he dies and she survives. Well, maybe. Maybe that is. Maybe that is. So for, that's, that's the lesson to be learned to all our listeners. Yeah. If you ever propose at someone else's wedding, the killers from Just the Just no are going to show up at your house and murder you. Yeah. Just remember, if you want to survive, just say no. <laughs> to what, Nico? <laughs> to the fucking wedding. To, right. To, not to the fucking. Well. Because that is a rule of horror. I'd, I, I wouldn't survive a horror if that's a proper rule. Well, we all know. You wouldn't survive a horror anyway. Of course I would. Absolutely not. 100%. No, you Give me because... any killer, I'll tell no, no, you how no. I'll take them. No, no. Give me because... any killer, I'll no, no. tell you how I'll take them. No, no, because the reason you wouldn't do it is because you're the idiot who opens the fucking door to a fucking nutcase in the middle of the night in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but that's because I'm not scared of a bigger nutcase. And you'll die. Nah, I'll, I'll at least take two out of the three of them with me. I'll be happy with that. Yeah, but that... Okay, you'll take two or three of them with you. You're still dying. No, I said I'll take at least two out of the three. I might take all three. I'm cool. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be smiling as I'm bleeding out with a last dean dying with her throat cut. You know what I mean? I'd be like, <laughs> I've got to take that mask now just for a laugh. You know what? See, if, be... I, see, see if I was stuck in that situation with you. I think I'd betray you. <laughs> Kill him, baby! <laughs> no, I think like I would back you up. I'd back you up, and then just when you think you've gotten the better of them, I'll just stab you in the back. <laughs> I could see you do that as you well. You know what? You know what it is, and it's not because I'm a coward or anything. Like that. It's because you'd be like, you fucking cunt! You open the door, you prick. Number one, you fucking open the door, and number two, it's the smugness. <laughs> yeah. Do, like, do you know what it would be? Do you know what would happen? I'd take out the three of them and I'd actually be surviving and I'd be like, right, now we can phone the cops. And I'd turn around and that's when you'd stab me. That's when I'd stab you. Like, yeah, you'd be like, fuck you, you cheeky bastard. Yeah, I, I, 
<laughs> I genuinely think that's how it would go down. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad we're in agreement. But now I'm going to have to change up my plans because now I've told you. <laughs> yeah. Now I've told you my plans, so that kind of fucks things up for me. Um, I'll forget about that. It's fine. One of the good things I really like about this film is it's obviously very contained. It all takes place within the house. Um, yeah. I like the fact that it's a small setting. I like the fact yeah. that it's a really minimal cast. Uh, like, and I also like the fact that it's all on like camcorders and like handheld cameras that they do it on as well. Yeah, every scene. Uh, that's that. Uh, you're stealing the trivia now, Nico. <laughs> oh, I just knew that for the like it, that was advertised. Yeah, no, the film was. Movie, yeah, it was entirely shot on handheld and steady cams. So, yeah. you know, it gives it that sort of almost authentic feeling, doesn't it? Yeah, because I remember when they were promoting it and stuff, they were like, oh, uh, is it like Blair Witch because it's all on those cameras? And they're like, like a professional one, I suppose. And you're like, you pretentious cunts. So well, yeah, that didn't really help. Right. It, does kind of, it does almost have a little bit of that like sort of found footage feel. Yeah. So I guess, I guess like, so they were definitely trying, obviously, different things and doing different things. But that whole thing, it makes it feel really claustrophobic for me, which I think is really important when you're doing a home invasion movie. Yeah. You know, I the, agree. Because obviously they're in a big house. The house it is a very big house. Um, but you know, I still feel that I still think they really managed to do do quite claustrophobic. And one of the other p- big positives I think I have in this movie is they do get jump scares right. Yes, I was going to. You touched on what I wanted to touch on. Oh, well, so, what was your favorite jump scare? Uh, the, the the reveal of my, uh, Sackface. See, mine's was the end because I did not see her fucking coming back. Eh? No, no. But well, why, why, why do you think the 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 jump scares in this film were so much so much better than maybe some of the other films that we've seen? I don't know because I actually got the jump scares this time, plus before I didn't, so that's confused the shout of me. You know what I mean? Because like, you I know saw it's them coming. Stupid. Yeah, like before when I didn't know what was happening. I fucking saw them coming a mile away, sitting there with a couple of mates, and I'm like, watch this. And it would happen. And then being by myself, I think I got too engrossed in it. I just forgot, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and it actually got my second time around, which is a weird thing. But yeah, I'm weird like that. You know that about the girl on the 13th floor, the biggest jump scare in the world that everyone could see, and it got me. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's... Uh, it's, it's I just think... They, they, they do earn the jump scares. I think that's always the, the issue with other horror films. And I, I sort of always attribute this to things in the Conjuring universe because I feel like that's just your general jump scare fare all the time that's completely unearned. Whereas here, you know, it goes back to that scene that I was talking about, you know, where Sackhead's sort of in the corner behind Liv Tyler without her knowing. They, they really, yeah. they, they crank the tension up. This film is, yeah. and again, it goes down as well to the silence. It goes down to the, the sort of tension that's growing between the characters because our main characters obviously have fallen out. They've had a row. They're not talking to each other. So this film yeah. is kind of just tense all the time. The interaction they have with uh, the do- uh, with Dollface at the front door, you know. So like, they really crank it up and crank it up and crank it up. So they 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 totally earn their jump scares. I think. Yes. What do you think about the general sort of acting of our two main characters here? Because it's something that when I was asking for people's opinions, they got quite a bit of criticism. 
See, Lev's alright. But everyone knows she can fuck it up, do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, she's she's given us plenty of good performances and other stuff before. Yeah, but Speedman, I think he's just dialing this in, eh? I mean... Yeah... I, I don't know, like, I kind of get what he was I, going... Yeah, I don't know if it's because he's meant to be a cunt that he's just, like, playing it off that way. But I really don't like him in this movie, you know what I mean? I really, really, like... There's a few times I'm like, oh, just kill this cunt. You I know mean, what I mean? I'm not gonna... I'm... If, not that he will be, but just in case he's listening, I'm sorry for what I'm about to say, Scott Speedman, but there's just not that much that I've, I think I... I'm looking through his his filmography now, and there's just really not that much that I'm like, yeah, that's like a really good... Yeah. If you know what I mean. Like, I think probably the, the thing I like him in the most out of what I can see is Underworld. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, the Strangers, obviously, I like, but... I don't think it's because of Scott Speedman that I like um, I've never watched uh, You, you know, the, the the Netflix series, so I couldn't comment on that. Um, he's in Grey's Anatomy, but, well, the less said about I'm, that, the better, I think. I'm not going to lie. The only thing I've liked him in that I can actually remember him being in is Michael in Underworld, to be honest. I'm not yeah. going to lie. So, you know, you're saying he's dialing it in. Maybe this is just his level of performance. But I like him as Michael in Underworld. I think he's one of the nicer and better characters in that fucking thing. Yeah, that's He's the one that they're hunting down, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's fine. But you can't sit there and tell me that Underworld is this, like, absolute masterpiece of a performance. That is also true. So, you know what? You know what I'm I'm sort of trying to get at? Like, I'm trying to say, like, I'm not not sitting here saying he's a bad actor. I just don't think he's been in particularly good shit. Oh, shit. He's in that thing I actually liked. I'm just looking him up now, and uh, he's actually in Last Resort. I actually like that. Oh, there you go. You he's actually good in that. I've just remembered who he is. I don't, <laughs> think, I've, I don't think I've seen Last Resort. It, it, watch it. It's good. It's on Netflix. Uh, I think it is just now. It's on Amazon. I can't remember. Oh, I'll find it. Too. Anyways, uh, Nico, I'll open the floor up to you. Um, is there anything else about The Strangers that you want to bring up or talk about or chat? Uh... Well, no, because you pretty much touched upon the stuff that I was going to talk about, and I can't think what I was going to say now. It's almost like we've been doing this for a really long time, Nico. I know, and you, like, yeah. Uh, I just remember, like, all the build-up to this made it look like it was... Made it look like it was going to be, like, The Purge, you know what I mean? Made it made it look like that type of movie, where it was, like, fucking fast-paced and all that shit. I think that was the other thing it got me with it, because it was nowhere near that. Yeah. I mean, this film... Did, I mean, maybe The Strangers kind of walked so The Purge could run, because The Purge was five years after this. Yeah. 2013 was when the first Purge movie came out. And ironically, I actually think the first Purge movie is one of the poorer ones in that franchise. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I'm not saying that all the Purges after it are better, but I think at least the sort of second and third one, I think, are probably better than the original. Uh, but see, The Purge, right? It, it just... The Purge doesn't really feel like a home invasion movie to me. It feels like a survival movie to me. You know what I mean? I think the like, first the first Purge for me can definitely be seen as a home invasion movie. I think beyond that, yeah, I think they, they expand, don't they? And they move out into the cities and, and uh, all that sort of thing. So I definitely see where you're coming from with that perspective. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, well, if there is nothing else about this movie that you want to talk about, we shall move on and we okay. will talk about some trivia. I'm sure if we bashed your head in, all sorts of secrets would come tumbling out. As always, we'll start off with the finances of the movie. This film had a budget of nine million dollars, and I'm confused. Jesus, doesn't come across like that. <laughs> Where did they spend that money? Uh, live. <laughs> you think it. it was just like eight million on live? And like a million on the masks. That's it. <laughs> but like, it just confused me because we've only really got, we haven't got like huge sets. We've not got like big. There's no CGI in this film because there's there's no necessary, right? Um, yeah. There's we've a, a small cast. There's not like a huge, really famous soundtrack. There's it, it just confuses me as how this costs nine million, unless yeah. you know Speedman and Tyler really did just charge a fucking shitload. Nah. Yeah. Like, it's not like they've got any big budget songs in it either. That you could no, that's what I'm saying, you know? Like, the sequel, like you're saying, it's got fucking Kids in America and it's got Total Eclipse of the Heart, you know? I can't imagine those were the cheapest fucking songs to get. Yeah. You know? But there's nothing like that in this film. And I would say for a good, what, 45 minutes, nothing happens. No. <laughs> so I just find it so bizarre that that budget is so high. Um, unless, I mean, this is, again, it's according to IMDb, so I guess it does need to sort of be taken with a little bit of a pinch of salt. It may include yeah. some of the marketing budget in there as well. It did, however, gross worldwide $82.4 million. So oh. from from that $9 million budget, it certainly made a fucking shitload. Yeah. Um, which, so no point. wonder there, there was a sequel. The sequel, financially, was significantly less successful. Although the sequel was still successful i think the sequel made about 30 million off of like a 5 million budget so that's still pretty good but so yeah who's that... the big names in the sequel then sorry who's the big names in the sequel um oh that's a very good question because barely... you'd need somebody to be like the I... main folk getting killed i mean i think big names could be a bit of a stretch i can't oh, actually okay. remember give me two seconds i'm gonna just quickly look it up um Yeah, there's no big names. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to find it myself. Oh, it, oh, what's her name? Pay mod me. Yeah, but like, there's no like big, big names. I mean, Martin, there's Martin Henderson who's been in a few things. He was in the ring and he was an ex this year. And but you know what? I mean? Like, there's no, there's no Liv Tyler in yeah in the the sequel. So. Uh, right. Anyways, back to the back to the trivia. Um, as you said, Nico, the film was shot entirely with handheld cameras or steady cams. Every single shot in this film has some sort of camera movement, um, which again I think is what I quite like because there is times in this film, as we've previously said, where you're really trying to focus on one thing. You know, like the the smoking scene that I was talking about. So it's yeah. the fact that the camera's moving. I think works quite well. Um, whilst they were filming. To get an actual, like, to get a, try and get a more genuine reactions out of Liv Tyler, the, I know that's one. the director would tell her where to expect a loud bang to come from. And then do it from the other direction, I know about that. It, I remember the interview. a completely different direction. And I just think, you know yeah. what? I'm all for trying to get genuine reactions out of your actor, so I just think that's a dick move. I like that. I've always liked shit like that. Yeah, but you're a cunt. 
Yeah, but still, it, it just makes me giggle because I'd love to be a director and do that to somebody. I, oh it, no, I would. I, I'm surprised you didn't walk off set. See, I'd, I'd be like, I'm doing it for the art, and then just keep doing it to them constantly. I, I would. Be I think, you know what makes it worse? Asshole. Liv Tyler was really sick while they filmed this. She was suffering from tonsillitis while they were shooting this film, which maybe explains why she sounds so quiet a lot of the time. But can you imagine being put through that whilst you're feeling like fucking shit? Yeah. Look at you fucking cackling away at yourself. You're so evil. I know. Um, Sorry. That would just add to the fucking art. (laughs) (laughs) It would help her performance. Um, During interviews, both the director, Brian Bertino, and Liv Tyler um, have said that in the original script, the finale... That's that sort of scene where they're tied to the chairs had a lot more interaction between and dialogue between the victims and the strangers, but it was cut to try and keep them more mysterious and eerie. I think they made the that, right call. Yeah, I was just about to say that's the right decision then. Because some like it's one of those less is more things, isn't it? Yeah. And I think if they had them speaking too much, because this one of the things that I think does kind of bother me a little bit about the sequel is you see a bit too much of them. Oh, do you? I, th- I personally, I think, anyway. Nah. Um, last bit of trivia, anyway, that I have. The uh, original title, or the working title for this movie, was The Faces. That sounds like a cooler name, I'm not going to lie, yeah. <laughs> oh, see, I prefer The Strangers. I like The Faces. The, like faces, the faces coming out of the dark. Oh, you're adding your own little subtitle there. <laughs> yeah, see, that's a sequel. That's the sequel right there, even though it's called Prey at Night. Well, no, I mean, if it was called The Faces, it would be called The Faces Out of the Dark. Oh, See, it's oh. totally different. If It only works. It only works if you change the name. Okay. Uh, Nico, any other pieces of trivia? Uh, no, you basically told the ones that I know. Okay. Uh, with, all that, with that then, sorry, I can no longer talk. Uh, we'll move on to our <laughs> final segment, which is the ratings and the reviews. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. And as always, we will start off with the critics' scores. IMDb scored this movie a 6.1 out of 10. Metacritic scored it just a 4.7. Nico, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes critics and audience rated this? 35 and 46. So 35 for the critics and 46 for the listeners. Yeah, I'm probably going to have it the wrong way around again. Uh, No, Uh, it's actually surprising. The critics rated it 48%. The audience also rated it 48%. No bad. Critics and audience on one of those rare occasions where they're in complete agreement. I think that's only ever happened to us once. Um in the episodes we've covered, I'm just having a look down our leaderboards now, and it did. It happened when we were doing the faculty. They both rated it 55%. Which both should have been higher. <clears throat> Which is a travesty. Travesty exactly. of a score, that is. Um, as always, we uh, throw it out to you. Uh, sorry, Craig's consensus. The Strangers has a handful of genuinely scary moments, but they're not enough to elevate the end results above standard slasher fare. As always, we throw it out to you guys, our followers and listeners across our social media platforms, asking for your opinions. And as always, you guys have 
done your uh, kept your end of the bargain and given us all your thoughts uh, our friends boomer and gabby over at podcast in the woods give it a six out of ten it's fine a well done home invasion movie that has the tension stolen by the opening text card uh, again friend of the show ren this film does not get enough credit when talking about great horror films very minimalist but insanely effective nearly perfect in all aspects acting tension score direction and has an ending that sat with me for a long time nine out of ten uh, the Movies for Days podcast gives it a 7 out of 10. It had a great punch when I first saw it. Excellent execution of a simple, straightforward premise. Die-hard level story structure, but nothing that makes it live in my heart. It's a movie that earns its quality rep, but one I rarely revisit. <clears throat> uh, Jiggy's Horror Corner gives it a 5.5 out of 10, but prefaces that by saying, I should mention my average rating is a 7 out of 10. Never been a particular fan of this one. Uh, friend of the show Galileo Jones gives it an 8 I love this movie the tension is agony Stew World Order podcast probably a 7 out of 10 very effective first half but the protagonists have to become idiots in the second half to keep the plot going uh, Dissect That Horror gives it an 8 out of 10 great suspense uncomfortable setting and overall a movie that's super impacting and make sure you double check your doors are locked um, I'm I'm going to leave mine unlocked tonight. I don't care. I'm okay. Uh, the Forensic Crime Podcast gives it a three. May have worked better. Uh, may have worked with better actors. That's scathing. Uh, Ghost Toast gives it a... I love that name. Gives it a seven. I prefer the sequel, and once they shot their friend, the tension they built left for me. And finally, at Dale Cooper gives it a 7.5 to 10 as a movie, but a 10 out of 10 for the sack man at the window jump scare. That had me off the couch. Thank you to everyone who sent us in your thoughts and opinions. On average, our listeners scored this movie a 7.5 out of 10. And that just leaves us. So, Nico... On a scale of 0 to 10, what are you going to rate The Strangers? I'm going to give it a 6.5. 6.5. That's what you settled on in the end. So yeah. you were you were in two minds about what you were going to rate. So what made you settle on a 6.5? Uh, well, before I watched it again, I, I would have probably been like the 3-4 range because I genuinely thought it was that trash. But after watching it again and actually getting into it and actually jumping this time, it's it boosted the ratings, but I don't think I'll watch it again for a very long time, put it that way. So it's better, but it's still not up there. Yeah. If that makes sense. I mean a couple of the people who were reading out there said that, you know, it's not a movie they visit very often. Um Yeah. Listen, I've I feel like I've been over the course of this episode, I've sounded like I'm pretty fucking high on this movie. And to an extent, yeah. I am. But I understand that this is... For me, this is a good horror movie, not a great horror movie, if that makes sense. And yeah. it's also one that I tend to not revisit that often. I do think, yeah. you know, it's it does a lot of things right. I think it's one of the better entries into the home, uh, the home invasion subgenre, which, as we've talked about, is a subgenre that you know, I still, I, I, I still quite, I still feel has quite a lot of merit. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it, you know, it, I think it builds tension really well. It really earns its jump scares. I'm not particularly convinced by the performance of one of our main characters. Um, I think, I, th I think it's fine. I think it's good. I think it's a good horror film. I think if you said to someone, 
if someone comes to me and says, should I watch The Strangers? I would, I would definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah. So, with all that in mind, I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. That's alright. So, we're pretty much in the same ballpark. We're only a half a point out from each other. Yeah, I, think I was close to giving it a 7, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I think, I think that's where it sort of deserves to be. So, all of our scores combined with the critics gives The Strangers an average score of 5.9 out of 10 and puts it in 34th place of the now 49 movies that we have covered on the leaderboard. So you're a little bit out. You're like 12 places out. Yeah, totally out of it this time. It puts uh, it one place above Halloween 2 uh, from 1981 and one place below World War Z. Uh, I'd, I'd watch both of them more than I'd watch this, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't. I'd watch The Strangers over both of those movies. Okay. But, again, that's why that's why we do this podcast, Nico, because we agree on pretty much fuck all. <laughs> that's what everyone thinks, anyway. Well, I mean, I, I'm looking down the leaderboard, right, and I'm trying to find... There is quite a lot that we've agreed on, both good yeah. and bad. Um, But I'm, tr- like, I'm trying to look at movies that we've scored wildly different, and there's a few. So what's the top one for you? Um, Innocent Blood. You scored Innocent Blood a loved six. it. You scored it a six out of ten. You fucking psychopath. Because I scored it a one point five. <laughs> um, I, I love that movie. We're, we're child. Obviously, the Child's Play remake is always going to be one. Um, oh, there we go. Doctor uh, Sleep. Doctor Sleep is going to be one. There's a couple others in there, I think, as well. I'm just trying to have a quick look. Um, as long as all the people keep agreeing with me about Doctor Sleep, I'm happy about that. I mean, not everyone has agreed with you about Doctor Sleep. Though. That's that's, just the, most. that's the problem just, for you, Nico. Not just most of them. No, not just most of them. Uh, we were quite far out on Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse as well. You gave it an eight. I gave it a four. I loved that. Yeah, I, I know you did. There's something else. There's uh, there's what I can't see it on the leaderboard, and I'm sure there's another movie that we just had wildly. Oh, it was a uh, censor. Censor. What was you, that one again? The one, the one about the, the people who censored the video on Ask Days. Oh yeah, yeah, that was shit. No, it wasn't. That was great. You gave it a two. I gave it a seven point five. Yeah. See, that was one of those ones. It's no, I'm not going into it again. But that was shit. No, it wasn't. I think that's a. I think that's a cracking little film. It it missed totally where it needed to be. That's all I think. I well, again, once again, I we we disagree. Yes. Anyways, that is going to do it for this week's show. Nico, as always, thank you for joining me once again. Thanks for having me on again. Not a problem at all. Uh, Before we go anywhere, don't forget you can follow us across our social media platforms. We're on Twitter at Damn Podcast. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Pod of the Damned. Support us on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pod of the Damned. Up next on the show... Uh, we are getting ever closer to Halloween, so therefore it's time for our October listener pick of the month. And does it get any more sort of Halloween related than Halloween 3 Season of the Witch? Yes. <laughs> are you excited to talk about that one, Nico? Oh, ecstatic. Ex- yes, but I feel like you're maybe not ecstatic with glee. <laughs> Uh, I feel like this is definitely going to be one that we agree on. 
<laughs> I hope so. I, I very <laughs> much think it's going to be. I very, very fucking much think it's going to be. But we have a whole lot more planned uh, for the month. We both we still have to come both mine and your Nico's actual Halloween pick. Um, yeah. And you've not told me your Halloween pick yet. Yes, I will tell you my Halloween pick on the Halloween 3 episode. Okay, and oh, there you go. Well, there's a reason for everyone to tune in next week. It's all will be revealed. Don't forget to check us out across our social media as well. I will put up that poll about whether or not it's a dick move to propose at someone else's wedding. Um, or you can email us your answers to gmail.com. But anyways, once again, thank you, Nico, for joining me. Thank you to all of you guys for downloading and listening to us at home. And don't remember, and I'll maybe try that again. And just remember, until next week on the Pod of the Damned, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't.